Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish the book of Jonah in chapter 4. We're going to see Jonah's anger contrasted with the Lord's compassion. We're going to see Jonah as a self-centered hypocrite who has no heart for people who sin against God and who are far from him. This is right on the heels of yesterday's devotion in chapter 3 where God actually relents from destroying the people of Nineveh because they take Jonah's message from God, his warning to them to heart, and they repent. So when they repent, God relents, and Jonah is not happy about this. He wants the Ninevites to be punished. They're sinful people, and they're spiritually bankrupt, and he wants the place to rain fire and these people to go down. But God spares them and Jonah is angry about it. That's what we see in verse 1. Then we'll pick it up in verse 2. Jonah prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That that is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. What's interesting here is Jonah correctly identifies many character attributes of God, but he also twists this situation to basically blame God because you're this way, God. That's why I disobeyed you. That's why I went to Tarshish because I wanted nothing to do with preaching this message to the Ninevites because I knew that if they repented, you would relent. And I didn't want you to relent. I want you to judge these people. So it's interesting. Jonah knows a lot of true things about God, but his heart is not in line with the heart of God. And I wonder if that preaches to you or me today. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? In other words, God says, what are you, what are you angry about? What do you mean it's better for you to die than to live because I had mercy on people who you don't think I should have mercy on? Come on, bro. Verse 5. Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there, a tent. He sat under it in the shade till he could see what would become of the city. So Jonah's kind of sitting out there outside the city, still kind of hoping maybe, waiting that maybe God will still destroy these guys. And if they do, I want a front row seat, but I don't want to be too close to get wrapped up in that. So now... Verse 6, the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So here we have God appointing a plant. He appointed a fish in chapter 1. Now he's appointing a plant. He's sovereign over animals. He's sovereign over plants as well. Interesting. And he's concerned with the comfort of Jonah. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. Of course, Jonah is exceedingly glad because his comfort is priority number one. His viewpoint is priority number one. Jonah was exceedingly thankful when the Lord saved him from the water by having us fish swallow him. Jonah seems to be pretty excited when things are going his way and uh, not so happy or kind of whiny and complaining and a wimp when things aren't going his way. Once again, I wonder if that'll preach to you or me today. But when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm. Here he's appointing a worm. This is another animal that God is sovereign over, and it attacked the plant so that the plant withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind. So God is sovereign over the wind. And the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. 
and he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. I mean, this guy is a big time wimp, just, I mean, whining if things aren't going exactly the way he wants. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? In other words, you're this angry because the plant that I brought up died? He said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said to him, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And yet should I not pity Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle? God is saying, Jonah, you're upset because this plant died that I made for you and you did nothing for, it dies after you get comfort from it for a day, and you pity the death of this plant, yet you think it's wrong for me, the creator of the universe, who can do whatever he wants, Psalm 115.3, God is in heaven and he does whatever pleases him. You think it's wrong for me to pity the people of Nineveh, 120,000 people who repented who actually responded to the message, Jonah, you did a good job preaching. I mean, I used you to help them repent, and now I'm sparing them, and you have more pity on a plant than on this 120,000 people? Come on, Jonah. They don't know their right hand from their left. They're spiritually bankrupt. They're morally decrepit, yet they have repented, and I have spared them. And then God, almost in an act of, or in a statement of sarcasm, at the end of that says, and also much cattle. In other words, Jonah, if you don't care about the 120,000 people, but you care about a plant, maybe if I mentioned to you here at the end that there's also a bunch of cattle, I mean, you're, you're being so irrational right now that you have no pity for the people. You have tons of pity for a plant. Maybe if I mentioned that there are a bunch of cattle that will get you on board with my sparing them. It's kind of like, and that's the end of the book. That's the end of it. The question's not answered, and we're left here to wonder, what the heck is going on with Jonah? Does Jonah even really know the Lord? Uh, that's a legitimate question. Uh, why is his heart so far from God's heart, even though he knows so many true things about God, even though he's such an effective preacher for the Lord? You know, how many people do we know who know a lot of true things about God, but whose heart is not in line with God? I've run into people over the years and Sadly, I myself have been guilty of this, who you look at somebody who has done really, really, really bad things, way worse than you or me, saying that kind of facetiously, and then they turn to Christ, and it's like, man, I don't know if it's fair that they receive the same forgiveness that I received, because they were way, way worse than me, a murderer on death row, a rapist, a, a evil person, and they turn to Christ when we have that attitude, friends, we neglect to remember from whence we came. You and I are both dead in our trespasses and sins in our natural condition. We are under the wrath of God. We are opponents of God, enemies of God. And through Christ, his perfect life is death and resurrection. And our faith in him, we receive the righteousness of Christ. We're forgiven. We're reconciled to our creator. And when we think that somehow we should be in a preferred position compared to somebody else who we perceive to be as worse than us, like Ninevites, who God also spares because they turn to Christ. Well, that's self-righteous, and uh, that's a little bit more like Jonah than we should be comfortable being. 
So hopefully there's some reflections there from the book of Jonah. It's been a great study. And come back tomorrow, we'll start Micah. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.